Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Jesus 911, Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Two man car, Ruben Nava, Jesse Romero. How are you doing, Jesse? Good morning. I am 10-8 Ruben reporting for duty uh, in the service of the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and in service of the Queen Mother. Amen. Jesse, you were uh, you were out in uh, Corpus Christi last week. Uh, how'd that go? What? Oh, that was beautiful, bro. Cuerpo uh, de Cristo. What a beautiful name for a city. I mean, yeah. uh, it's probably the most beautiful name uh, in the United States. Probably that one in Sacramento. Mm. Uh, you know, you know, there's a lot of beautiful names. You could see, you could see the influence of Catholicism on this country. Uh, yeah, Ruben, the, the people in Texas seem to enjoy my presentations. I get invited, invited over there over and over. In the last uh, three months, I've been to, to different parts of Texas three times, and uh, next year I got uh, probably about half a dozen more speaking engagements out there. So, wow. uh, yeah, shout out to the pe- shout out to the Catholics in the great state of Texas that are uh, serious about evangelizing their state. Yeah, you know, we we get so. Uh... I think so comfortable in California with, and we just kind of forget about all the, uh, the Catholicism uh, that the state is named after all the different cities and towns are named after, you know, every, saints or, or things in our, in our faith, like you said, Sacramento and wow. Yeah. Ruben, every, every city, major city, freeway, body of water, uh, in, in California is named after a Catholic saint. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. undeniable who brought Christianity uh, to California. It wasn't Calvary Chapel. <laughs> no, no, you're you're absolutely right, Jess. Well, so we have some good things on the on the calendar here today, Jesse. Well, I don't know about good, but they're spiritual warfare items, Ruben. It yeah. just it just uh, yeah, it's something we just can't deny. It's all around us. The fact that we're fighting against uh, you know good and evil, and we're on the side of goodness, beauty, and truth. And so today I just wanted to, and the reason I picked these topics, Ruben, is because we're going to be having our own fight here in Scottsdale, Arizona. The uh, Temple of Satan on February 11th, 12th, and 13th is going to come over here, and they're going to have a three-day conference, and they're going to, they've already put the city on notice, we're going to consecrate Scottsdale to Satan. So uh, I'm organizing a large pushback, a prayer rally of three days against the Church of Satan in front of the uh, conference center, we're going to have the bishop showing up there with the Blessed Sacrament. We're going to uh, be armed with our, our rosaries, uh, the Word of God, and uh, and just faith. And we're going to line up the sidewalks for three days and just basi- basically sabotage their communications by projecting prayers for three days. That's awesome. It's like throwing it. We're going to be, I tell, I'm telling the Catholic men, it's it's archery time, guys. We're going to... We're going to darken the sky with arrows because in, in Catholicism, uh, prayers are called arrows. Mm-hmm. That we're going to darken the sky of Scottsdale with arrows. Uh, hey, Jess, uh, on a different, <laughs> a different note, uh, uh, one of our um, our buddies, uh, Fred Krause, a chaplain for the sheriff's department and a former Protestant minister who's a, a, a Catholic now. He's also his own fitness, uh, his own. Um, supplement line and he he's a bodybuilder so he he competed in the the super heavyweight class at the masters usa and he won it so it looks like um, he, me getting his pro card 
Con- get congratulations, Fred. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he's a beast at 50 years old. <laughs> See, so uh, old yeah. guys rock, you know. That's right. And I think he was out here. Somebody told me, he goes, hey, Fred Cross is out there in Scottsdale or somewhere out here in Phoenix uh, at that competition. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't know where it was. Yeah, I heard it was out here somewhere. I, I would have gone, but he was probably too busy to contact me and send me a text. You know, Yeah, me, he's, me. Yeah, he, he's busy preparing for his event. Yeah. Well, Ruben, let's just jump right into it. Um, uh, uh, there, there is a, a cardinal who turned the church. He, he was one of the pivotal people to bring in modernism and homosexuality into the church. And that's basically the hand of Satan. His name is Cardinal Joseph Bernardine. He was uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Church Militant put out an article that says the, Archb- the Archdiocese of Chicago on Monday, it was November 3rd, deviated from the Catholic practice of honoring All Saints Day to worship at the shrine of Satan's chief acolyte, Cardinal Joseph Bernardine. And, and I'll prove to you why he's Satan's chief acolyte right now. Church Militant's Trey Blanton digs into Cheat Town's past to reveal the ongoing legacy of degrading the truth of Christ. A cabal of Bernardine disciples honored his death on a day reserved for saints rather than on the anniversary of his death in two weeks. Unbelievable. The group assured attendees that Bernardine was a tireless advocate for victims of child abuse. Yeah. Monsignor Kenny Vello, former Bernardine secretary, uh, said the following quote, that Bernardine addressed child misconduct, the tree of grace, as he dealt with false allegations against himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Church Militant's uh, 2019 investigation, however, revealed the Cardinal's darker legacy. Uh, they revealed that uh, the victim of Bernardine said the following, quote, the victim states, I was raped by then Father, Father Bernardine as part of a satanic ritual. And I'll get more into the data uh, a little, in a little while. Stephen Mills, director of the Bernardine Center, praises the predator for challenging President Ronald Reagan, who Milley accuses of escalating the Cold War rather than ending it. Uh, Reagan achieved real peace with Pope St. John Paul II, by the way, just in mm-hmm. case you're wondering. And Cardinal Blaise Supich headlined the event paying homage to his predecessor, Bernardine. Kupich told the crowd, quote, proposing a consistent ethic of life is to argue that, is to argue that success on any one of the issues threatening life requires a concern for the broader attitude in society the viability of this principle depends on the consistency of its application. So we see here that Kupich is praising his deceased predecessor for his seamless garment, heretical teaching uh, embraced by the modernists, which, by the way, which has given cover to the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party has used a seamless garment argument for political comfort. Uh, so, yeah, they hail they hail Bernardine as a rock star. Ruben? That's right. And, uh, you know, it's long been said that uh, that he was the Cardinal Birding was who um, Malachi Martin was referencing uh, in Windswept House with the the satanic ritual of a child. And uh, and this uh, this this individual was that uh, claimed that he was uh, raped by him. He he was done. He he came up with these things under hypnotism, you know, so he was he wasn't just speaking out on, on his own it was under uh hypnosis that uh were his the, he the recollection of which he retrieved repressed memory and um was also uh a 10 million dollar lawsuit in the claim of several pieces 
corroborating evidence, including a, a book signed by Bernadine and a photo of the two of them together. But uh, unfortunately, the uh, guy recanted. Uh, I don't know if um, money played a, a role in that or if he was... Uh, uh, he could have been, you know, how mafiosos do it. They, they, you know, they put the squeeze to you. And, uh, you know, you talk and now uh, you're, you're, we know where you live type of thing. So I, I don't know. Um, well, Ruben, it's, it's definitely in windswept house. Uh, Malachi Martin, who uh, I think that book was written in 19. I'm looking at it here. 96. Yeah. Okay. He talks about all the turmoil within Vatican city. He's the one that in uh, one of the chapters, he talks about, uh, there was a satanic ritual, the enthronement of Lucifer taking place at St. Paul's Chapel inside the Vatican, June 29th, 1963. Uh, he also depicts high-ranking churchmen uh, of the Roman Curia taking oaths signed with their own blood. And it also tells a story of uh, this, uh, in Malachi Martin's book, he talks about Vatican insiders and secular internationals forcing a pope of the Catholic Church to abdicate so that a successor may be chosen that will fundamentally change Orthodox faith and establish a new world order. Very, very interesting. Uh, Malachi Martin says that 95% of the events in the book are real. 85% of the characters are real people. But I'll tell you where they, we get the whole Bernardine, where this has been corroborated. Church militant who's got friends all over the country, there was a whistleblower in the Chicago Archdiocese they went into the secret vaults of the Chicago Archdiocese and they sent church militant uh, uh, papers from uh, in the vault of uh, Cardinal Bernardine. And so it was, it was in this June 1993 letter to the U.S. Nuncio at the time, Archbishop Agostino Chavavian, that the victim expressly, expressly states in a June 1993 letter, quote, I was raped by then Father Bernardine as part of a satanic ritual. He accompanied Bishop Russell, who was a celebrant. A few lines later in this letter, the victim says Bishop Russell has been the patron of Father Bernardine, and I hesitate to think how many Bernardine has advanced in the church and in his brotherhood, close quote. So uh, the U.S. Nuncio, Archbishop Chav Chavian, did nothing about the charges against Bernardine, which was a pattern for him. And around the same time frame, when, conf when confronted with direct evidence, of homosexual uh, rapist Bishop Daniel Ryan of Springfield, Illinois. This was a separate case, by the way. The U.S. Nuncio Archbishop Kachivian, Cardinal Francis George, Bishop Joseph Imesh, and, and Bishop George Lucas. Uh, Lucas, who we know is a homosexual, he's, uh, he's out there in uh, another spotlight's been done on him completely. Uh, they, they refused to conduct an, inv an investigation into their notorious brother bishops. Mm. And Bishop Daniel Ryan, by the way, has eventually has stepped down in disgrace once the truth came out about him. And uh, also Bishop Lucas, on, there's a spotlight video where a homosexual says uh, he'd been having an affair with him for many years and he would get paid by him. Uh, what do we know about Cardinal Bernardine? He was a fatherless boy. And, and as a teenager, his father died of cancer when he was six. He was quiet, unathletic, studious, and... Uh, We'll move on to another topic. We're going to talk about J.K. Rowling. Yep. Uh, Bernadine was also part of the Sangalan Mafia. Oh, that's right. Yep. Very important. Be right back. Jesus 911. Now. 
back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. We are back, Jesus 911. Switching gears here. We are going... Go Ruben, let me just mention one thing before we switch gears completely. If anybody wants to see a real good um, expose, an article on, on uh, Cardinal Bernardine, go to Church Militant, June 26, 2019 Vortex. It's called Bernardine, Homosexual Predator Satanist, and the transcript is right there. It is written like a police report. So if you want to know more about this, go to uh, Church Militant's June 26, 2019 Vortex. It's called Bernardine, Homosexual Predator Satanist, and all the pieces are connected. All right, Ruben, let's talk about J.K. Rowling. All right, Jesse, but uh, I just uh, I just have to say this that uh, you know, it it pains us to to have to say these things to to put these things out. You know, we're not trying to cause scandal among the faithful, but just uh, to uncover the truth because this is when you 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 hear all the allegations of of what's been going on with our prelates uh, over the last you know fifty years. And, you know, the uh, the sexual predation and, you know, pederasty that's been going on from the top down, um, it, you, you come to realize these are the these homosexuals that have infiltrated the church. Yes. And so, uh, you know, our Lord, you know, his church is his his bride. So in its spiritual nature, it's spotless without you know, without blemish. But we have in our human nature, we have sinful men that um, are running the church. And uh, at this point, we have to point them out so that we can rid the church of its cancer. Yeah, you're right, Ruben. And, and we have a positive duty. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.14, it says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. That's what we're doing here because the church is our mother. We love Mother Church. The church is the bride of Christ. And some of these successors of the apostles who should know better, who have the full authority of an apostle, they are, uh, they are uh, basically uh, persecuting and they are staining the bride of Christ, which is our mother. And so I look at these people like uh, bad stepfathers, Reuben. I feel like an orphan at times. And 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 if and if, if my father is abusing my mother, and I'm of age to say something like you know I'm not seven years old or six or four I'm eighteen, mm-hmm. and I see my father abusing my mother, I'm going to step in and say something. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good analogy. Yeah. Well, J.K. Okay. Rowling's J.K. Rowling's uh, was the author of Harry Potter. Now she's she's pointing out the obvious truth about trans rapists and and the left. Uh, have and, and she's a lefty herself. She's a lefty herself. Yeah, most people and, in the, yeah, in the, in Hollywood are are lefties. The left is trashing her as as transphobe, and um, so she's under fire from activists and uh, Twitter leftists again. This time for simply pointing out an obvious truth about transgender rapists. So what what are the details? So the, the Harry Potter creator was hit with swift backlash over the weekend as she after she responded to news that police in Scotland plan to record individuals accused of rape as the gender by which they self-identify and not their biological sex. Um, so that's skewing the data, Jesse. It's, <laughs> that's just absolutely not right. 
The reported policy means Scottish police will log rapes as carried out by a woman so long as the offender identifies as a female, (laughs) even if the offender has male genitalia. What world are we living in right now? This is the world gone mad, Ruben. Unbelievable. (laughs) A Frankenstein show. So on Sunday, Rowling pointed out that uh, the absurdity of the policy's upside-down logic in a tweet saying, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength, uh, the, the penis individual who raped you as a woman, pointing her own spin on a famous quote by, from George Orwell's novel, 1984. It's, it's, you can't make this stuff up. And, uh, Ruben, you, this, is, this is what Sister Lucia, rest in peace, this is what she called in 1980 that, uh, in a letter to Cardinal Kafara. She said that the world, is, in 1980, she says the world will be entering into a time of diabolical disorientation. It's here, Ruben. Yeah. We, we, we live right now in an alternate reality, even in this country, Ruben. In this country, half of the people, for example, just the line of demarcation is half the people think that what's inside a, a pregnant mother is a human person and that it shouldn't be killed. It should be respected yeah. at all costs. There's 50% of this country that said, no, uh, we're not even sure if it's a, ba- a human person. And if it is, so what? The mother has the right to kill it. Wow. Uh, and so, I mean, this is where we're at right now. It's the lines are very, very clear. And then there's part of the left that they believe that a man can conceive a, a baby. You know, they they change their parts and uh, they think they conceive. Ridiculous. You know, unless I've missed something and, and science has, <laughs> has made that happen. But uh, no, that's that's freak science. I, I don't think it's uh, even yeah. remotely possible for a man to give birth to a woman, to a baby, you know. Anyway, she she wasn't the only one who was criticized uh, as a lawyer for 20 years and justice secretary for almost eight. Um, just, I've seen some legal absurdities from former Hollywood uh, Justice Secretary Kenny McCaskill said, according to the Scottish Sun. But this tops it all. It's dangerous. It's physically impossible and is about dogma overriding common sense. And as a prominent global figure who's been branded an anti-transgender activist, Roland caught the majority of the flack on social media. So the reaction is uh, that, you know, they bla- they're blasting her online, characterizing her once again as a transphobe who can't stop attacking the trans community. And uh, so it's just going on and on. And she's one of theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she's she's probably a witch for all we know, an occultist. Uh, she's written a book that's basically uh, made witchcraft and Wicca and sorcery and spells mainstream in America, which is uh, which is further added to the degradation of America. So she's definitely a leftist. But again, she, she has common sense on some issues, which, which, which at, least, at least she's red-pilled on this issue. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the fact is, when I look at some of these lefties, Ruben, the way they just deny reality, it reminds me of a scene in that movie, A Few Good Men, where you have mm. Tom Cruise, who's, who's a lawyer. He's assigned to uh, defend a couple of Marines for murder. He's called Lieutenant Caffey in the movie. He's, and so as he's there in the court of law and he's trying to search for the truth, uh, he has uh, Jack Nicholson on the witness stand. Jack Nicholson is called Colonel Jessup in the movie. And uh, it's a hostile it's a hostile interrogation. And uh, Tom Cruise, he, he hits a roadblock with Jack Nicholson because Jack Nicholson, I mean, fires back at Tom Cruise and says, you want the truth? You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Mm-hmm. That line, Ruben, 
reminds me of the left in America. Virtually at, 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 at every, you know, sex reassignment surgery, mm-hmm. transgender bathrooms, uh, this, uh, you know, uh, you can self-identify uh, from one day to the next what gender you are. Uh, marijuana is medicine. They live in an alternate reality. They live in a, in a world of deception, and they can't handle the truth. And when they do hear the truth, just like J.K. Rowling's gave it to them, they go absolutely nuts on social media. Mm. You know, Jesse, in, uh, there was a, a Swedish uh, study that, that uh, 20, in 2011 that came out, and they were looking at these trans uh, uh, people, and they, they said they were looking to see if, if they're uh, any more likely to commit um, violent crimes, you know, and uh, we're, you know, we're talking homicide, attempted homicide, aggravated, aggravated assault, robbery, threatening behavior, harassment, arson, any sexual offense. And uh, what they found out, the study, the findings show that transsexual individuals were more likely to be criminal than non-transsexuals of the same birth sex in the first court from the first study between 73 and, and 1988, and no different from their birth sex in the, the second group of research from 89 to 2003. So uh, <laughs> male to females retained a, ma- a male pattern regarding criminality, the same as true regarding violent crime. So... Uh, because it's a mental disorder, Jesse. This is, is yes, thing. yes. So they're they've got problems other than their 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 belief in their sex. They they've got other issues that they're, they're dealing with. And uh, but uh, yeah, also there's also key findings that transgender people, sixteen plus, are victimized over four over four times more than the cisgender. Cisgender are just regular people. I had to look that up because I don't know all the terminology. <laughs> don't think that I uh, I know this stuff, Jesse. Um, yeah, so that the, there's in from, from 2017 2018 transgender people experienced 86.2 victimizations per 1,000 compared to 21.7 victimizations per 1,000 people for cisgender people. So they do get abused. I, I remember back in the in the uh, days in in East LA, just uh, where we had some some uh, transgender uh, males that were at, walking around as females, going to the bars and picking up on men, and and uh, I had one. Um, attempted murder because they came back this one in male brought this uh person back um thinking it was a female found out that uh you know that person had the same genitalia as as he did and and just they were not happy not happy at all and nearly killed her killed killed him i should say and uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't pretty i'm not saying that's uh that's okay but i'm just uh, that's um you know those people that are getting involved like that, the people that are trans that are trying to portray themselves as something other than they are, I mean, you know, they have to realize there's going to be some consequences with some people. And uh, that, that guy was pretty upset. Ruben, I'll tell you why this is so prevalent in Los Angeles and in, 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 in California in general. This mm-hmm. whole, this, well, first of all, there's more people in California than any other state. But Father Ripperger says that every state has a particular demon. And he says that the demon of California... And, and this is revealed during sessions of exorcism. Uh, you, they'll, you know, they'll ask the person its name. And every state has it. The, the, the demon of California, he says, is called the demon of unreality. <laughs> Notice that. The demon of unreality. Well, what's in California? Hollywood. That's a world of unreality. You know, gentlemen's clubs, a world of unreality. Uh, you know, 
uh, just uh, you know, comedy shows, World of Unreality, San Francisco again, a World of Unreality, West Hollywood, a World of Unreality, and this uh, this article today, uh, J.K. Rowling is tie- is trying to unmask or uncover something that's not real, and uh, she's taking uh, incoming from the left. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the. <laughs> It just reminds me of a story. One of the most embarrassing times I had uh, out there when I was on training, Jesse. Uh, now, I came from the jails. I worked the jails at the Hall of Justice where we had all the homosexuals and the trans. You know, the, we called them queens back then. Um, that they, they, they were all housed there. So, I, you know, I had to work that module uh, once or twice. And so they got to know me. And, I, I, of course, I was respectful for everybody to everybody. So I get out on patrol, Jesse, and we stop at the... My training officer stops to meet another training officer for, at King Taco to get some some lunch, and uh, out of the corner is this. Uh, put put that put it on hold. Okay. We want to hear it. Uh, teaser teaser. <laughs> All right, Jesus nine one one. Ruben's gonna come back and finish off that story. It's good. I've heard it before. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911. We're talking about uh, J.K. Rollins. She's the, uh, the the author of Harry Potter, and, and she's been uh, blasting, blasted over her comments by the trans community and calling her a transphobe just for pointing out the obvious that uh, police are logging rapists as women when, uh, tr- you know, trans women. So they've got uh, male genitalia and and so they're going by whatever they identify with. So uh, I don't know how I could do police work these days, Jesse. I, I, I'd be confused. Um, yeah. So going back yeah. to the story, um, some one of the guys here, he knows East L.A., so he's commenting on the chat, which King Taco, you know, or the King Taco on Third Street? No, this was the King Taco on Olympic. Um, I think it was what was Olympic and Downey or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, well, you know, I I've, obviously I'm on training. I'm not eating because uh, I'm not I hadn't earned that yet. And uh, so I get out of the car. Now, you know, I'll just point the picture. Uh, you know, I was in pretty good shape back then. I, you know, my uniform was tight. You know, the uh, never took in the sleeves, but they were a little tight, Jesse. And, <laughs> and, and, and so I'm standing outside my car, you know, just watching my, the, the, the back of my, my TO and I, my train officer was a little female. And, um, and then, uh, another guy that, that would, that met her there. So her trainee is, uh, the, uh, the other guy's trainee is sitting in the car, but I got out of the car to just kind of watch their back. And I'm standing up against the car and, uh, out of the corner is, Here's I hear this. Hi, Deputy Nava. How are you? It's been a long time since I've seen you. And I'm just like my heart drops. Like, who is this? <laughs> it was a it was a a a, 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 a trans that was that that knew me from the the jails when I worked there. And so everybody, you know, there's lines, long lines of King Tacos. So they turn around and they're all looking at me like what does he have to do with her? I mean, what's going oh, on there? Man. It, it, it was just the, the most embarrassing thing. And then my, my training officer, like, you know, like telling me, like, get back in the car, you know, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> causing a scene here. Oh, it was just, 
It put a chink in my armor, Jesse. Let's just put it mildly. It's what it's it's one of those moments where you wish you, you were the uh, the the invisible woman from the Fantastic Four, huh? <laughs> yeah, like the uh, like the American Express commercial. You want to get away, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ruben, let's move on to another topic. Um, there's a, a black rapper by the name of Little Nass. He he was involved in a satanic video, and you have. A leftist, a Catholic leftist, one of those educated Catholic leftists uh, who writes for America Magazine. That's the Jesuit Magazine, which is the editor at large is Father James Martin. It's a leftist magazine. Uh, she's a graduate from a, a leftist university, Loyola. And she she kind of writes an apologetic article like as to defend little Nas in a satanic video. She seems to be she seems as we read the article to be an apologist for this young black rapper, his filthy, vile music and video. And uh, it, 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 again, it doesn't surprise me. She's she's a modernist, so she embraces the modern culture and she tries to defend it in this article. Uh, it, 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 the only thing that I would say is that as a Catholic, we we don't uh, we don't hate. We're not homophobes. We're cynophobes, not homophobic. We're cynophobic. And as Catholics, we believe that all of us are called to chastity. Every human being with two legs is called to chastity, male and female. And we believe that uh, in the Catholic Church, in fact, when some, when people try to say, oh, you Catholics are mean to homosexuals, I say, really, did you know that uh, 25% of, of uh, homosexuals right now, right now, that are dying of AIDS at this moment are being treated for free? At a Catholic hospice. And we're giving them. We not only treat their body. We treat their soul. Uh, but I'm wondering. Does, does Islam have Islamic hospices? No. When they find a homosexual. They tie their hands behind their back. And they throw them off of a building head first. You can watch this on YouTube. Or they cut their heads off on Saturday. That's the way they deal with homosexuals. How do we deal with them? We treat their body as they're sick and dying, and we treat their soul with the sacraments. Uh, God willing, they can find an Orthodox priest. So, Ruben, let's uh, let's talk about this article. Okay. So, you know, again, I've heard of Little Nas, but no, no, I'm not a fan of rap music. I just don't, you know, listen to it. I couldn't tell you one song from another. Same here. Yeah, and so it, you know, because it's littered with uh, vile violence. It's uh, you know, uh, 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 violence against women. Uh, they talk about uh, a number of different things, you know, the drug culture and, and, and it poisons the mind of anti-police culture. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. All these things that uh, the, the youngsters are getting um, tainted with. And it's it's not good. It's, it's not good. It's not uh, not good for the soul. And um, so I, I do not play it. I do not recommend it. And, um, you know, th- th- so this is a little Nas X is no stranger to go uh, to going viral. He had a, a smash hit, Old Town Road. is It's the top certified single of all time, going platinum, having a million downloads, streams, or purchases, record-breaking 15 times. For comparison, Post Malone and Lady Gaga have never had a song make it past 11. So anyway, he, he's a gay pop star. He found himself in the middle of an internet storm after releasing the music video for his hit song, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, featuring an infamous scene in which he pole dances into hell to give Satan a lap dance. Little Nas X became the target of Twitter vitriol from 
everywhere from Fox News to the governor of South Dakota and the so-called Satan video and the conservative religious backlash it inspired is the extent of what many people know about Little Nas X, but the art- artist and his work deserve better. Uh, he, this is the author saying this, and yes, and, and this is again, awesome. she's a she's the leftist, Ruben. Yeah. Look, was, look at the way she's writing in in kind of defense of like quit picking on him. Yeah, okay, yeah. And she's writing at the American Jesuit Review. So when I saw that, yes, I go, oh, there you go. That's <laughs> there. Yep. That explains it right yeah. there. They're gonna let this this author come on board and write for them. Yeah. No shame. And, and by the way, it's edited by uh, Father James Martin, who's going to rubber stamp this big time. All I can say is, Ruben, St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. Francis Xavier, pray for us. Go ahead, Ruben. Yeah. So he recently, recently released his first full-length album, Montero, a fusion of hip-hop, electro-pop filled with dance rhythms, raw, and introspective tracks. Those who dismiss him need to listen to it. Uh, I, I did listen to him, and it was oh, yeah. awful. I had I had a headache for like three hours after. I said, okay, let me listen to him, see what all the criticism is about. Ruben, it's dark. It's vile. You'll have vertigo for the next couple of hours if you listen to it. Don't do it. I did it for you. I won't. Thank you. I, okay. I appreciate that. That's a, that's a partner for you right there. <laughs> <laughs> I took it in the chin for us. <laughs> okay. So, you know, this uh, this song Montero has been hailed as a rare, no-skip album with, like, every track in the record delivering musically and lyrically. So she's promoting this uh, this album. You know, she names the, all the songs on the album and gives a little bit of reflection on them and, and, and what they what they sound like. Uh, but uh, it's not going to cause me to go and, and listen, Jess. Thank you. Okay. And that, so she, she's saying that... that uh, but beyond the album's lyrical excellence and musical range, Montero also um, all then throw me up against the wall and kick me when I have to crawl. These are other songs, I guess. Ooh, I love it when you show no love at all. Draws us into profound meditation on Lil Nas's ex's experience as a black gay man who grew up Christian in the South. His father is a gospel singer, and he grew up attending church on Sundays. And so now she's going to start... Um, Trying to defend him because oh look at the the look at what he had to deal with he had a you know gospel father a singer as a father and he he's he's having to repress all these feelings of uh, of you know as being gay and so he's he's she's saying this early struggle in his gay identity and like many in the LGBT community who grew up religious he at first saw being gay as a test from God in Sun Goes Down that's a song he sings. These gay thoughts would always haunt me, he says. I prayed God would take me from it. It's hard for you when you're, you're fighting, and nobody knows it when you're silent. That's a lyrics, I guess, from the song. The song then de- delves into the suicidal ideation he faced while struggling with his gay identity and Christian upbringing. The chorus moans, quote, Don't want to lie. I don't want a life. Send me a gun, and I'll see the sun. Ruben, one of the things about uh, when I talk to Catholics that are have homosexual proclivities, or acting on them, and they say, well, just give me a couple of reasons, and don't quote the Bible. Don't quote the Bible why I should cease this lifestyle. I say, okay, I'll give you four reasons. None of them are in the Bible, and none of them in the catechism. We'll just go by natural law. Okay, go ahead, Jess. I'll say, number one, homosexuals have a higher rate of suicide. You're my friend. I love you. I don't want you to fall into that category. Number two, homosexuals have a higher rate of depression. You're my friend. I don't want you to live a life of depression and anxiety. And that's why I'm asking you to come back to church and cease that activity. Number three, homosexuals have a higher rate of alcoholism and drug addiction. So that's three and four. 
I don't want you to get end up spiraling into a life of addiction where you're just going to basically uh, exacerbate, uh, you know, mental and physical illnesses. Uh, you're going to destroy any relationships you have with people. I don't wish that for you because I love you. And uh, St. Thomas says that love is to will and to desire what's best for another person because I will and desire what's best for you as my brother in Christ. I don't want you to fall into a higher rate of suicide, depression, alcohol, or drug addiction. Those are my four reasons. Good stuff. I, I would even add that uh, there's no way they can reproduce, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah natural. Another natural law argument. Yeah. Yep. All right, so go, go yeah, it says it says the revelations and sun goes down, make the yearning for love that little Nas X expresses in other songs on the album all the more poignant and powerful. In the queer anthem, that's what I want. He sings, "Quote: Need a boy who can cuddle with me all night, keep me warm, love me long, be my sunlight." Close quote. Confessing plainly on the chorus that, quote, I want someone to love me, close quote. The inclusion of a gospel choir in the song's music video further highlights the deep intertwining of his gay identity with his Christian upbringing. The two also explicitly collided in a later, later track, quote, Lost in the Citadel, close quote, when he describes an idealized paramour as, quote, my garden angel, close quote, singing, quote, I only see you in your halo, close quote. Montero, this is the name of the song, draws us into a profound meditation on Little Nas' experience as a black gay man who grew up Christian in the South. We'll continue talking about uh, how, where you find true love. Jesus 911 two-man car, Justin Rubin. We'll be right back talking about Little Nas. He needs our prayers more than anything else. There you go. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. We are back, Jesus 911. Where iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. We're talking about this uh, rap artist, Little Nas. He's a, 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 a gay black uh, male artist that uh, he's he's was um, known for having a, a video uh, where he does a pole dance and goes down into hell to give Satan a lap dance. And uh, uh, he was, from people on the right were pretty much uh, disgusted with it and they uh, they let him know. And and now we have a an author, Sarah Vincent, from who's writing for the American Jesuit Review. A leftist who, magazine. Who is um, is kind of supporting him and, and, and justifying all that he's doing and uh you know i have to tell you just uh when this the left comes out with love is love uh no it's not that's a it's it's not it you you love the way god wants you to love or it's it's uh it's unnatural you know and uh he's not going to stand by it so yeah here, here's what i would say about little nas if, if so if you want a catholic analysis on on his his behavior okay in in the in the Bible, in the New Testament specifically, there's four types of love that are mentioned in Scripture. Uh, and, and they all have Greek names. You have eros love, which means physical love, physical romantic love, which we, is a good thing. Or we get erotic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where you get to. You got philia, which is known as brotherly love, the love that you have you know, for, uh, you know, for a family member. Then you got storge, 
which is the, the love you have for friends. And then you have agape, which is divine love. It's, it's total surrender. Now, here's what happens. All of us in our soul, we exercise these four different types of love all the time. I love friends. I love family members. But we love them differently. There's no, there's no, uh, uh, there's no genital activity with them. There's a different expression of love. Uh, uh, I, I, I love, uh, again, I love my wife. There's a different type of love I express with my wife than my, than my daughter, my, my sons, obviously, my friends. And so here's what happens. Generally, because you know, love is, is a, is a deep-seated emotion, uh, demons have access to our emotions. That's just the way God has, or, has constructed the world that we live in. They're able to trigger our emotions. And so, and, and so what happens is when the demon is able to trigger that the eros and distort it the human person will fall into a distorted type of love like pornography adultery masturbation fornication homosexuality lesbianism orgies the way you medicate this disorder is the other three types of love agape philia and storge need to be exercised at a greater scale to bring Eros back in harmony with the soul. And it's only going to be by the practice of your Catholic faith, a life of consistent prayer, consistently receiving the sacraments, living in a state of grace, and practicing virtue, it's going to bring order back into your soul. You have to replace vice with virtue and the only way you can do that, in order way, and the only way for you to strengthen your resolve to practice virtue is by returning to your faith, a life of prayer, and the sacraments. That's what brings uh, the disorder of eros back in line and, uh, and, and, and back into order with the other three types of loves that we all possess in the, in the human soul. That's well said, Jesse. That, that was uh, summed it up really well. And... Uh, well, this guy, I don't know if you want to continue on and, and t- talking about it. There's one part in here where he, he has a video where they're talking about he's under a tree in the Garden of Eden and his same-sex desire manifests as an, an attraction to an embodiment of a biblical snake. So he's trying to, uh, you know, he's harkening back to the book of Genesis in this video. He at first tries to run from his feelings. When he finally gives in to them, he appears in heaven handcuffed and in chains while a crowded amphitheater of people made of stone pelt him from above. The implication is clear. Little Nas X is not welcome because he's gay. This is the reason he descends into his vision of hell, having been rejected by heaven. He feels hell is the, is the one place he can embrace his true identity amidst the backlash it inspired. The video has been misunderstood as an attempt to shock instead of as profoundly personal expression of religious exclusion and spiritual alienation. So, you know, the way this author is writing it, she, she's she's making excuses for this guy. Yes, and, and yes, causing the the people who are, are, are see obviously in heaven. There's it's true charity, so there's no way you could be <laughs> you could be pelting somebody with rocks up there. It, you know, it, it just does not happen. It's all love. It's and uh, Ruben, it's a it's a false compassion. Yeah, it it's really is. It's a false compassion because. When you have a disordered type of love like homosexuality or lesbianism, what that type of love is, 
It's basically a paradigm of the modern world. It's all self-centered. Why? Because it's not life-giving. Exactly. Because it's not life-giving, you never fully enter into what you what 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 the church calls the communion of persons. It's not life-giving. The even even just based on the natural law, the the it's such an unnatural act that it breeds a a high rate of 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 of, of incidence of pathologies and diseases because it is unnatural. And and so, as a Catholic. I think this, uh, this, the author of the American Magazine did a big disservice to little Nas by kind of trying to, to provide some cover for him instead of, in charity, calling him as a Catholic to repentance, to chastity, back to a life of faith, at least his Protestant faith to start with, you know, before he uh, hopefully comes into the fullness of truth in some way, shape, or form, which is only found in the Lord Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith. But uh, Ruben, this is a classic example of a modernist article uh, trying to justify the sins uh, and the pathologies of other in our society, and uh, she did him no favor, by the way. Hmm. No, you're right, Jess. This is this is what's wrong with the modern church. You know, they they buy into these things. Uh, I mean, there's uh, there's it was an article that uh, came out uh, recently. Well, I was actually uh, on social media. They 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 showed some surveys and and. Uh, the numbers don't lie. It says the Novus Ordo experiment is a failed experiment. And and one of the topics they 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 uh, survey they show is an, uh, people who approve of gay marriage in the church. And the TLM is two percent of them uh, approve of them. But in the in the new the new mass, it's 67 percent. And that's from the Daily Wire, July 2nd, 2017. Um because they bought into the lie that, uh, you know, it's, it's all based on feelings and emotions. Oh, we, we got to love them, you know, just the way they are. Don't try to change them. You know, let's, you know, all the stuff that Father Martin talks about, you know, James Martin, and he's doing a disservice to the church. Oh, man. Uh, he's going to have uh, a lot of uh, explaining to do, right? Uh, as, as Ricky Ricardo says, a lot of explaining to do. the same thing, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Ruben. No, no, it's, it's so... That that's that's the problem. We we have to we have to separate ourselves from from the world. You know, as Catholics, we 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 can't buy into this uh, this nonsense. We ha- we have our faith. Our, our our church teaches us. You know, we have the divine revelation that's been left. The deposit of faith left to uh, you know the church fathers and the apostles and and whatnot. So uh, there's no we can't deviate from that. You know, just because we're living in the 21st century. Oh well, you know that that was back then. This is now. We, we have to uh, we have to embrace change. You know, no, we we don't want to embrace sin. We we uh, you know technology. Yes, we can embrace it. But this other stuff that's coming, uh, the way of life. This is this is unnatural, and we have to call it like it is. And yeah. like you said, we love we love our brothers and sisters in the gay community. We just we don't want to see them stay that way. That's right, because we want we we will their salvation. Because the Bible says in Matthew chapter five, "Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God." In order for have what what does it mean to have a clean heart? It means live in a state of grace, sanctifying grace. If you're doing things that are unnatural and sinful and immoral with your body, your soul is not pure. Your soul is not clean. And even Reuben, even medical science validates this about the dangers of this unnatural act. The CDC reports that, quote, 94 to 95 percent of HIV cases among boys and young men are linked to homosexual sodomy. Mm. 94 to 95 percent of HIV cases in the U.S. 
linked to boys and men are linked to homosexual sodomy. Uh, and so again, uh, as a Catholic, what is love? St. Thomas Aquinas says, the Catechism quotes, love is to will and desire what's best for another person. Uh, as Catholics, I, I desire what God desires. What does God desire? God wishes that all men will be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's what I desire, that all men will be saved and, and, and come to know the fullness of truth, which is found in the Catholic Church. What else does God desire? The Bible tells us God desires for us to be holy and to, fe- and to flee sexual immorality. That's what Paul told Timothy. That's what I desire for everybody because that's the trap that Satan constantly uses. As Father Gabriel Mort said, when he rests in peace, he says, Satan uses the human body uh, uh, to cause you uh, to separate yourself from God. Mm. Remember that. The devil will consistently use your human body as a chessboard to break your relationship with God. We call that mortal sin. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Pray for us. Joseph, Terra Demons, pray, pray for, for us. us. So, hey, we're getting uh, we're getting close to uh, Christmas, Jesse, and um, I, I hope everybody's. I'll, p- I'll pick some lighter topics the next time, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. We uh, we're, we're we just want to make sure that we're uh, we're ready. Uh, get to confession, you know, uh, prepare yourself for the coming of uh, a baby Jesus. Amen. Savior. And, uh, you know, the next time he's coming, it's going to be in judgment and in uh, full glory. So uh, let's make sure we, we prepare ourselves well uh, in this final last few days of Advent. Absolutely. And let's remember that uh, that Advent, uh, you know, for us as Catholics, it's, it, it has multiple meanings. Christ came once in history, that's the nativity. Christ will come another again in victory, that's at the end of time. But Christ also comes every single day in mystery at the holy sacrifice of the Mass. It is the same Jesus Christ today, yesterday, and forever. And uh, we are blessed that we have been chosen. We didn't choose Christ, He chose us first. And He's called us uh, to be part of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Life is short, eternity is forever. Uh, as Catholics... Remember, as the first pope said, he said, uh, flee this corrupt generation. Mm. That's right. That's right, Catholics. We were born for battle, so we have to uh, engage and uh, separate ourselves from these, this, these, these evil tendencies, these evil uh, things in the world that we see. We, have, we can't have part of, take part in these, you know, this type of music, this type of, uh, you know. Lifestyles. Lifestyles. You've been listening to Jesus 911. Uh, if you like what you hear, share it, like it, and uh, we appreciate your patronage. Stay tuned for Hands On Apologetics with Gary Mashuda from the Midwest Command Center. Gary's show is always, uh, we always got great guests on this show, great topics. So, we are out. We are 10 7. Thanks for listening. God bless. Keep the faith. Pray your rosary.